The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. Popping real ones, slogan Murdoch here, Raja Bell there. A little pre-Thanksgiving real ones in the building. We hear Raja, how you doing, man? We're going into. I don't know how it is in, in Florida for for Thanksgiving. It's probably like eighty-seven degrees and humid. <laughs> like I'm sure you guys are gonna have a good time. <laughs> what's your, what's your Thanksgiving looking like? You ready to go? Yeah, we got some we got some weather coming in. Man. It's been a wet couple days, but uh, yeah, man. You know, family. My mom's at the age now. I guess like she's done enough Thanksgivings and she's kind of like one of you two do it. Me or my sister, but. You know, it's nothing like Thanksgiving at your mom's crib, man. So, um, like, I talked her into doing another one. So, we'll be over there. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Way to, way to uh, push the work back to yeah, your mother. Go good ahead, job, man. We'll, 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 bring, we'll bring, you know what I mean? It could be potluckish, but we're going to need to be at the crib. The whole family's like, no, nah, we want to go to Uncle Raj's house where they got the hoop court. But, like, I guess that's not, that. we'll push that to next year. Next that year. Christmas, bro. Happen. Christmas is at mine. You know who wasn't uh, about that holiday cheer, Raj? But, but you are getting so good at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know who wasn't about that holiday cheer? Who, Logan? Giannis and Montrezl Harold. And I want to talk about your messy ass sport because this shit was hilarious. And I knew I needed to talk to you about this <laughs> um, as soon as it went down. And just the nuance, let's have a conversation about just <laughs> fucking messy ass, petty ass basketball players. <laughs> so let's put the picture for the for the people who haven't seen it. So basically, the Sixers beat the Bucks at home. And what was honestly just a really big win for the Sixers, who have been struggling, you know, to start the season. Injuries from from uh, James Harden and, you know, just just trying to get live up to the uh, the, the uh, preseason stick your chest out energy that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they get a big win over the Bucks and um, Giannis plays like crap. So, you know, he he shot like crap. I think he shot four or 15 from the free throw line and he goes out and he says, you know what? I'm going to go out and get some free throws in, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to shoot. Um, I don't know the Sixers practice facility situation. I don't think there's another court that he could shoot at and get extra shots up, right? He goes out, gets some shots up, and 
<laughs> Monstrous Harold comes out, um, you know, because apparently he wants to get some shots up too. So him and his and his his guy, um, who I'm not sure, I think it's a, a Sixers assistant. I don't want to mess up names here. Um, comes out onto the court, sizes uh, Giannis up, and Montrez Harold takes takes Giannis's ball. Go, by the way, if you guys want to see like the recap of this, I don't know the TikTok dude's name. The commentary is incredible. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. But anyway, go check that out. Uh, Harold gets the ball, takes it from him, and just like just sit, stands in the corner and just doesn't say a word. Very passive aggressive, messy behavior, right? And then Giannis is like, "Dude, what the fuck? It's my ball." <laughs> and yeah, and and then Harold is not giving him the ball, and then Harold goes to the other side of the court and gets shots up. Right? Harold played four minutes in the game. It's like you know, I, I need to get warm because for the next thing, if my number is called, I need to lock in. And then he goes and shoots the ball. Right? And then I'm sorry, I'm, I just got to give the play by play. And then Giannis goes back into the locker room, gets two balls, and when he returns back to the, from the locker room onto the court, there is a ladder there, and then Giannis. Pushes the ladder after, you know, telling the guy to get out of the way. Pushes the ladder. And then there is a big controversy surrounded who was wrong and and what's going on. And first of all, I just wanted to ask, Raja, whose side are you on in this scenario, Raja? Where are you at in this scenario? Who is, whose side are you on? Because I know you're petty and I know that you got a lot going on with yours, but whose side are you on in this? I one? am petty. <laughs> I've often said it's hard to, it's hard to out-petty me. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I will get down in the muck. But um, there's only one side to be on with this. It's Giannis's. Yeah, it's Giannis's. The man is out there trying to shoot some extra shots after the game. He didn't shoot well. He's four for fifteen, minding his own business, trying to get some jacks up. And here comes Montrez Harrow. Why the fuck you got to be on this side of the court? Like, and if you if you listen, I mean, this is what Giannis said, right? I read the the, the, the in a an account of the exchange. He said he told them, I've only got, what, three more shots or four more shots to make. So even if you really, really have to have this basket, which I don't know why you would have to have this basket because there's another one right down there. Um, mm-hmm. Then I've only got three or four more shots. So, you know, while while we do get after it and, you know, there's a level of competition, This there's usually a code. You know, there's a gentleman's code to this stuff. Like, we warm up on any any basket. If someone needs a basket, you move over to the other basket if it's their basket. Like, it doesn't have to become that. So taking his ball and holding it is was just all the way out of pocket. I mean, I don't know what that would be about. Um, and then as far as Giannis coming back out to shoot, that's an easy one. If, hey, man, just move the ladder for a second. I have three more shots. And that's what he said he said. Now, I want to be careful because I'm a big Philly fan. And obviously, Philly meant a lot to me. And I pull for a lot of Philly teams. But Philly fans got a little bit of shit about them. And I don't know if this was like a Philly worker who had his fan hat on. It was like, no, nah, man, fuck that, man. You ain't about to. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they witnessed what happened with him and, and, and Montrez. And so then he felt it was his responsibility to further the, the disrespect to Giannis. But that's just move your ladder, dog. And that's a, that's an easier yeah. one than the Montrez one. Just move the fucking ladder, please. And the fact, please, please, just move it. I'm, I'm, yes. And I know you have a job to do, but just let me finish my three shots, and then I will let you do your job, and everybody can go home and 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 go about their business. But nobody in Philly was there for Giannis shooting some extra free throws, and so for that reason, I'm Team Giannis. Like it's ridiculous. 
I will say this, and I have a question for you on the back end of this, though. I, I'm I'm not sure about this, Raja, but I am a thousand percent sure that 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 person that was that had the ladder was definitely a Philly fan and told him probably probably told him some sort of fuck off and I got this and don't worry about it. I got a I got a job to do, pal. Sure. Because if you noticed, if you noticed, they didn't because when when Montrell's went over there on the other court, they didn't bother him. They left him the, be. The hometown right? workers didn't bother. They left him right, be. Right. They left him be. And, okay. I, and I don't want to tell a story. And this has to do with Boston during the NBA Finals. I'm not telling any names and I'm not saying anything, but I want to talk about just fandom within like arena workers, which is a special fandom, mm-hmm. which I honestly can get. I respect it. So I was um, it was the uh, shoot around before game six. Right. And I don't remember who or what was, was said, but it was brought up of like people stepping on Lucky's head. Right. On, on Lucky the Leprechaun. Right. And. And it, it was basically the, the gist of it was, why can't you can't, how do you, if you're running in, at the Boston Garden, how do you avoid Lucky's head if you don't know what, what it's, it's there for, right? especially center court Lucky, right? And a question was brought up, well, that Lucky's head is on the, uh, on, you know, what's the thing, the sticky stuff that you guys have for the shoes? The stick pads? The stick pad, right? Has Lucky on it. Right. And the question was raised to this arena worker. So, like, you step on Lucky's head right here. Why can't you step on Lucky's head right here on this on this? Where's the consistency? Floor? Where's the consistency, yeah. right? This was from an out-of-towner, right? And I loved what the guy said. He said, and this is probably my best, worst Boston accent. He says, that right there. You could step on because that's for stepping on that lucky. And he points at the at the lucky on the parquet floor. He says, "You don't step on that lucky, though." And I was like, <laughs> "But he said it with the gravitas, yeah, and the the oomph of a of a person that this is my turf. This is this is my shit. This is this is Boston, yeah, right." I respected that. Do you respect the arena worker who probably had that same energy towards Giannis? I respect all arena workers. Right. I would rather my arena worker be a non-partial um a piece of this production though. Um, because once mm. you start becoming like oh Homer, you know, now now weird interactions can happen with the opposing team. And that makes you know, that that just makes the 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 experience poor in some cases, right? And and yeah. you know, like the reality is I'm here playing with Golden State, let's say, in Boston, but Boston could be a destination for me potentially as a free agent in a couple of years, but maybe, you know, if, if let's say a Boston, you know, usher or someone behind the scenes is a Homer and he's feels it's his business that night to give me the business, it's ruined my experience. And now I'm not a free agent target. Right. So like, I would rather for a lot of reasons, the people who work in the building, just, just be there, like, just be there impartial, you know, and, and do your job. Having said that, I got no beef with him. You know what I mean? Like, I know we're all fans. I got no beef. And there is a difference because what you are describing is tradition, right? You are describing like a, an old respect. Yeah. You're, this is, this is something that we, we don't do. Like this is known shooting on a basket free throws after the game. Like no one in Philly has laid down the law that that doesn't take place in, in their arena. (laughs) Like that's not a, that's not an established tradition. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Montrez Harrell took it upon himself <laughs> to come out there messing with Giannis. I don't know why, but certainly by the time it got to that worker, somebody in that Philly, someone witnessing that, that worked in basketball ops for the Sixers should have stepped in somewhere along the line 
and said, yo, 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 my man, my man, my man, with the ladder. Slow your ass down, bro. Let him finish shooting those free throws. Like, give him five minutes. Like, maybe they don't get involved with the with the with your home team player and the beef between teams. But certainly, once the arena staff started messing with Giannis, someone should have pulled up and said, hey, 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 just chill out, bro. Put the ladder to the side for five minutes. Let the man finish going about his business. I mean, that's the level of, of respect that's supposed to be reciprocated amongst teams. Do you know what I mean? Like, Joel Embiid might want to be, you know, at Fiserv Arena and and hang out 10 minutes later and get some work. Who knows? Like, yeah. we don't need people taking it upon themselves to tell a player, no, he can't do that. He's just lucky that damn ladder didn't hit nobody. I know that. I know, man. I know. I know. That was the big thing. I want to get to the that ladder part in a second. But I, oh, we can actually start because the question that I have right now is, and you've been a guy that has played in Philly. How much is this going to galvanize the Philly fan base for whatever, however, you know, wild this is and however, you know, non-nuanced their take is, how much is this going to galvanize them in games <laughs> games against Giannis going forward? Because Philly fans don't need much. Don't need they much. do not need much mm-hmm. to, 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 to galvanize around a, around a player or a sport. Like, what is the next game going to look like when Giannis comes to town? Um, yeah, I, dude, I don't know, man. I've seen Philly fans, Philly fans. I want to, I think they booed, they booed Destiny's Child one year. They booed them at the, uh, they booed Santa Claus they booed one Santa. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kobe just get, heck, he, Kobe just get destroyed by Philly fans when he come to town. So, I mean, Philly fans don't need a lot. And so I imagine Giannis is going to have some unpleasant experiences in, in Philly. And I'm okay with that. I love Philly fans. I think, the level of intensity and passion and and support, I think it's I think it's great, man. More teams should aspire to be like that. I would just say this one, it didn't <laughs> I mean, Giannis was in the right. I don't care how you slice it. He's just there trying to get some extra shots up. We've all done that. And so Montrez could have easily went to the other basket, but let's say he didn't and wanted to be a poop butt about it and took the ball. And then Giannis said, then I'll go to the other basket. Arena staff does not need to be involved in that. Sit your ass over there and, and let that man finish. Bro. <laughs> what if bro would have just been like, what if, what if that scenario happened if bro would have ran to the other side with that big ass ladder like, no, you actually can't. This is We're actually working on this one, sir. Oh, that would have been fantastic. That boy, hey, look, he's, I, I actually applaud Giannis because if it had been me after a game like that when emotions are running really high and you are yeah. really angry, you I've stayed after and shot after after games before um, a handful of times. Those were at some of my lowest and most disappointed moments in myself, right? Yeah. Like, because that's not an every night thing. That's not even a twenty five percent of the time thing. That is a, I don't know. That might like once a year tops, dude. Maybe twice, but so that's how rare it is. Yeah. So when someone does that, especially. On the away floor, you do it usually at home when you can go down in your own practice gym that's attached and or on your own home court. So when you're doing it, that's the level of frustration and 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 anger that Giannis had coursing through his veins. So again, if it had been me, like I'm not so sure that I wouldn't have got into it. Like me and Montrez would have that would have been ugly. Giannis showed some real restraint, and certainly when Buddy popped up with that ladder. I mean, I don't even think Giannis MF'd him in a way that that you could see on the video or anything. I would have like that. Bro, get your ass out of here, man. What are you doing? What goes into the mind of a player that says, because I want to paint this picture for people that may may not get the chance to, you know, get get in the back. When you're an away player or when you're an, on an away team and you're about to, usually you're dipping out after that 
you're, you guys are you guys are trying to get out of that arena and out of that city onto the plane wherever you're going to go, whether it's back home or to the next city, right? Right. So for any player, specifically a star player, to do something like that, it holds up everybody. The whole right? production. It, it holds up it the the bus, the whole production, the whole scheduling, getting to the airport, all that stuff. But what goes into the mind of a player that is like that had such a bad game that is like, yo, I gotta get shots up to get my my get my rhythm back in the gear or get get myself back by any means necessary. Like what is going through Giannis's head when he's going back onto the floor to shoot free throws pre all of this controversy? Well, I had to look at their schedule because there would be a case scenario where if we're spending the night then you're not affecting anyone else by by electing to stay there and shoot some extra shots. So, you know, that mm-hmm. that's a different story, right? Like if I'm not affecting the whole production by by staying here for an extra 45 minutes, then no harm, no foul. I I would just say again, for for someone like Giannis to probably hold the buses up or at least one bus, right? Cuz there are there are multiple like no, actually, they're one. I'm sorry. There's just one get leaving. He's There's definitely holding coming. a plane up by by any measure. Yeah, it's only, he's definitely holding a plane. You're, up. you're holding you're holding you're holding people up in a way that your mindset has to be just utter frustration, anger, disappointment, any combination of those three. I don't know to what percentage degree, but more importantly, I think that the people around you have identified that, and they're mm-hmm. probably like, "Yo, just let him be, bro." Yeah, You know, I get like people knew when they know you long enough and they know your mannerisms and they know your affect and they see you after a game like that and they know you put it all on yourself and they might want to come up and the first thing they're going to say is, hey, yeah. And then they're like, never mind, bud. Just let him be. No, I know that. I know that. With, I know that with Raja. Just, we, we definitely have a let him be. Um, yeah, just let him, of the, of just the let him chat. be. Yeah, just let him just let him cook. And so I think that's where they were with Giannis, right? Giannis, look, and you and Giannis deserves Giannis deserves the benefit of the doubt way more than I did. I mean, he usually keeps his cool in a way and 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 performs in a way that it's you know undeniable. But you know, clearly that meant something to him, and I like that. And I've said this to you before, bigger picture. I said early this NBA season, there have been more games that felt like they mean something to the teams participating in them than I remember in the past few years. Like they're really getting getting after each other. Even the first two weeks of the season, I watched a few games where I was like, man. The tenor of these games feels like, you know, pre-playoffs, like right, you know, like down the stretch. How much fear should Philly have that they may have poked a bear? That Harold, <laughs> just to be petty, just may have poked a bear in a way that he probably shouldn't. You know, because it's one thing if if Joel Embiid goes out there and does that. But for Montrez Harold, no disrespect, because you know, we know about everybody deserves to play basketball in this league. Everybody is cold. And Montrez Harold just has some great years, right? Like, but he is not on the level of Giannis in terms of play, right? right. What what could this do if Giannis goes and and because rem- Giannis is going to remember this? What does this do going down the line if they these two teams were to meet in the playoffs? I mean, yeah, Giannis is going to be extra motivated. But if I'm Philly, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that It'll at all. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you going to do? Look, you saw you saw what they um tried to do to uh, Giannis throughout the game. Which brings me another: if you're Philly, you are trying to prove that you're not afraid of Giannis. Period. Not afraid of the Bucks. Like I'm, and I'm gonna let you know that. And so the mm. foul, you saw the foul that Embiid took on Giannis. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that I haven't gotten the level of, for lack of a better way to put it, crying about all flagrant fouls and trying to hurt somebody in dirty play. I'm not. I haven't gotten the level of that that I usually get when someone 
when someone crosses the line, because that was a clear crossing of the line. That boy tried to euro around him and be stopped through the elbow right in his damn ribs. I'm not beefing. Like, I'm not calling for anything, but that is what happened. Like, that's not a regular foul. He tried to separate his ribs. And so I yeah. think Philly was there to prove from even during play that we ain't afraid of you and we'll take shots at you and you're going to have to pick your ass up and dust yourself off and shoot these free throws. Like, this is this is how it's going to get down. So I don't think they're worried at all about how he feels about what Montrez did because Montrez just didn't get his opportunity to do it in-game and said, I'm a, okay, well, let me get my little taste. You just made me hella excited for the playoffs. <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm locked in. No one's at fault here. Let's just let's just all play some let's ball. Let's just hoop. Let's just do it. Let's hoop. It's that old school shit. It's that old school shit that we didn't know because it was just in books. Now we got video cameras and stuff like that. Like now we can see the pettiness and it becomes like it. This is this used to be something that you read like 20 years later, right? right. <laughs> or you read in a newspaper, bro. Now that ja- that Auntie Jackie would tell us, like, you remember when this happened yeah. back in '85? Like that. That's we're seeing this full time. I love it. Um, say a quick break and let's talk about what Raza describes as the tenor of the league. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two for five dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add on to your meal. Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. Get more out of your holiday week with FanDuel because new customers get $125 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. All right, so this Thanksgiving, a lot of good games on tap. The one I'm really looking at is Chicago-Boston. I'm going to take Boston with the points. Um, I'm also going to take the Jason Tatum over, uh, and I might take threes over made by Chicago. I know they haven't shot it well, but I like them for that. And I might turn all of that into a same-game parlay. So create your own same-game parlay or same-game parlay plus. FanDuel is also now live in Maryland. Get in on the action now with great offers, boosts, and more. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, NBA Same Game Parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a larger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Best of all, you'll get paid your winnings instantly. So don't miss your chance to get $125 in free bets, win or lose, when you join FanDuel with promo code RINGERNBA. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states, first online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days after receipt. 
Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. That's in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Indiana, 1-877-770-STOP. Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. In Maryland, Tennessee, that's your red line, 1-800-889-9789. Again, that's Tennessee. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com. In Kansas, 1-800-522-4700. In Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net. In West Virginia. Hey, yo, it's Charles from the Ringer Music Show, Midnight Boys, Pew Pew, longtime Real Ones listener, first-time caller. Yo, this is Viraja. You need to get your boy Logan, man. You got to put him on with some new music, some oldies and shit. You can't keep texting me, asking me if I heard the new Don Tolliver. I've had enough. I've had enough. And we are back. Okay, guys, we had a plan to talk about some stuff. and We're going to get to it. But over the break, Raja had a real rant to get off his chest uh, because Ty Bell had to go to practice and Raja had an exchange. I'm going to let Raja just explain the exchange and then just go on his rant. Raja, what you got? Okay, you, you go to basketball. Any, any hooper knows that when you go to hoop, you don't wear your hoop shoes, right? Uh, you don't wear your hoop shoes to the event. You put them on when you get there, right? So typically... You're in slides with your socks, especially in Florida or warmer weathers, right? Like it might be Uggs or boots or something else somewhere else. But my son is going in his slides with his socks, but it's pouring outside and he's got to get an Uber to practice. So my exchange is, hey, bud, just put some sneakers on or something to that effect so your socks stay dry. And then when you get there, you can put your hoop shoes on and you got nice, warm, cozy toes. Um, Yeah, no, um, I'm just going to wear this slide. Hey, fine. Don't call me halfway through practice, telling me you got blisters on your feet because your socks are soaked. It's not going to be my problem. Bigger picture, Logan, and I'm sorry. Three boys from 10 to 15. Any listener here, please allow me. And if you feel me, shoot me shoot me something on Twitter. How can I buy socks monthly and no one can ever find any socks? Where'd you go the other day, Roger? I was in Dick's yesterday. I swear to God, roughly 24 hours ago, because my son had a, a two, it was 24 hours ago. My son had a two o'clock league game. Couldn't find socks. Hysterical crying, 10 years old. He didn't have any socks. I'm like, dude. So I run to Dick's. I buy six packs of socks, ankle socks, spread them out here. Everybody take however many pairs of socks. I guarantee you by next week, Monday, when we pod again, no one will have damn socks. <laughs> it's crazy. Dude, I don't, listen, I know. I'm sorry. Like, you can't make this up. Oh, we good. I'm like, I had checked my wife. I said, hey, Cindy, are you putting the socks back? Like, I know, are you? She's like, no, I put them back. I mean, I know, you know, they come in, I put them back. Like, you know, and I put them back when I do the walk. I'm like, bro, I know you guys have socks. I buy them and your mom and I both put them back. But don't nobody ever have socks. You know what I hate about socks, bro? Because I've been going through a little bit of a sock journey myself, bro. Dog, I'll be buying the stance socks. I'll be buying the fucking the what's it the Bonobos the Bomba socks, bro. The the fucking I've even bought like some of the NBA socks because they seem to be like you know they seem to last right. right. I, I I don't I don't I don't try to barefoot the socks around the house, and I wear the fucking uh, I put the crocky poos on all the time over the socks. I kid you not. 
every like after two weeks, there's a motherfucking hole where my fucking sock is right here every two weeks. Raja, what the fuck? Like, how do I get past this? I'm so upset because I try to be I try to be responsible. I don't know what to do. I promise we're getting the NBA. It's coming. But like, this is where we're at right now. This is where we're popping. I used to buy nice socks for them. I used to buy them all kind of like the Nike thick NBA joint. I used to buy all of that for them. And then. I mean, this is when they were younger. It quickly, I was like, no, we're getting we're getting whatever the generic white and black ankle socks because that's all they really want anyway. So that's what we're getting. But my 10-year-old came home from school the other day in his slides, um, black ankle socks, right? Maybe this is one, where one of the pairs went. Um, whole heel hanging out, like the entire heel Dog. hanging out, right? So now I'm like, I said, Zen, you went, to, you went to school like that, bro? He's like, what? I said, dude, your heel is hanging out of your sock. Like, have you been walking around school all day? That's embarrassing. That reflects on me, bro. Like, you've been walking around with a big yeah. ass hole in your... Sh- He's like, no. <laughs> Do you need me to go to Dick's right now, bro? Because I can go to Dick's. So he it's says, good. but listen, this is 10-year-old self. I said, Zen, hey, man. How-? I said, was that hole this morning? there this morning? No. I said, okay, so were you running around the playground with your, with your, with your slides off and just your socks? No. I said, Zen, now... You know, I know you're 10 and you don't realize that I already know the answer to this, buddy, but I'm going to ask you again because there's no way that there was a hole put in that sock unless you were running around that playground without your socks on. Were you running around the playground without your socks on? Yes. Fine. Don't do it again. <laughs> and now I got to go buy more socks. <laughs> Let's get back to the NBA, bro. I, I went on my sock rant. We'll table this discussion to future episodes. But if you want, honestly, if you're be your Roger's secret Santa, just lock in and get us some socks, please, because we need it. We're, mm. we're, it's, 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 a, it's, an, it's, a, it's an epidemic on socks right now. Anywho. You know who got their socks up and they and they and they um uh, and their shoes laced tight? No, but I love I love how you do it. I love how you're doing it, but we locked the fuck in. The Oklahoma City Thunder, more specifically, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh, that boy balling. The dude is balling. Third Eye Kai has the stats for me, so I'm going to read them out. He tied his career high with 42 points this season. He is averaging 31 points a game, five rebounds, six assists, a block a game, and a steal a game. He's currently in the 50, 40, 90 club, getting some like getting some fake weight MVP buzz. I just wanted to shout him out really quickly, but it goes to a larger, a larger picture for me. And and it goes to what you were saying in the last segment, rah rah, which is the tenor of this league seems to be maybe the the the, the talent in this league isn't as may, might not be as balanced as in previous years but the effort level here has been really really great to see i was watching warriors just briefly watching warriors uh rockets last night and these two teams clearly have different objectives and different goals for this season the warriors want to win a title another title and the rockets honestly just want to develop and figure things out you know, under Coach Silas. And they're doing a good job. They're showing showing spurts, right? But the Rockets last night played their ass off, right? And pushed the Warriors to the brink. Warriors ended up winning, but it was a really, really entertaining game, right? I'm starting to see this around the league, right? Even, and I know, I know, uh, we'll talk about the factors later, but I'm seeing teams like the Pistons ball, right? Who, who are obviously they're trying to build exponentially, but they're not there yet. But they're 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 just trying, right? I'm seeing the Sacramento Kings, who have been real one of the weak contenders, right? I have seen other teams around the league really trying to lock in Orlando again, also playing, also playing hard. I like what I'm seeing, Raja. What is what have you attributed this to? And what do you what have you seen from just the overall level of play in the NBA this year? 
Yeah, this is a working theory. Feel free to poke holes in it. I'm sure there are a lot of them, but I'm just kind of kind of conceptualizing this as I as I speak, right? I think that what what you're seeing is a league that for the most part trains everyone the same. So, you know, it used to be that if you were minus if you were a bad team and let's say let's use our our, our Bobcats team, for example, when I went to the Bobcats and you had you know, Gerald Wallace was really good and you know, but he wasn't like a primary creator. Raymond Felton was good and he was a primary cr- creator, but at, at a certain level, you know what I mean? Boris, Boris Diaw was fantastic, but not, not a primary creator on like a championship team, a creator and like probably a really good two or three, but you know what I mean? Like, and then me who was a spot up shooter, you know? So we didn't have any real creators. So it was going to be really hard for us to get buckets. Like it just was, there were some nights where if one of those guys were missing, guess who your primary creator was on that team? Yours truly. And I couldn't do it. So Larry Brown would have to run me off of a thousand screens trying to get me jump shots. And I'd do my best to like lead us in scoring and try to get us to win. But the point is, you know, I didn't train to be a primary creator. None of those guys trained to be primary creators other than probably Raymond Felton. And so our team, when we saw, you know, let's say Boston or or any other team that had multiple guys that were primary creators, like we were going to be fighting an uphill battle and you were probably going to get blown out because they had that much more offensive firepower than you did. Today's players all train basically to be primary creators. I mean, yeah, there's some, there's some three and D guys, but when you see all these dudes in their off season work and stuff, we, we had a lot of specialists when I played. And you fit, I've, I've talked about this before, like you fit in your box, boom, this is what you're going to do. You're going to run the corner, you're going to shoot three, bomb, or you're going to come off curls. This is what we're working all off season, baby. And without the amount of like pure skill, skill guys, like they are so many of them now that can, can really work with you to mature your game and round out your offensive arsenal. We didn't have that at our disposal for the most part. So you worked on what you were already, you know, used to working on. I think there are way more teams that have a bunch of guys on it that can go offensively. And so it lends itself, like those teams you mentioned, like they're playing hard, but like the Magic have five wins and Houston's got three wins. And so playing hard and a lot of talent that can really go with the ball, they're still going to get beat though by, by better teams, more mature in the process, just closer to, the, to what you want the end result to be. But I think you're seeing just more parity in terms of, of skill sets if that makes sense. Yeah, it's funny because you, I, what, the way you talk about the, the, your Bobcats, it, it reminds me of like, and you know what it feels like, and correct me if I'm wrong, we're just, we're just shooting the shit right now. It reminds me of like an updated version of the Bobcats team that you described seems like the Utah Jazz. You get what I'm saying? Where you have a lot of skilled guys, right? But there's the evolution of like, I don't know. Maybe you're Colin Sexton if the Bobcats are are you know are the are are an updated version, right? With with like you were taught more how to be more of a ball handler, right? Or maybe you're that. And then there's a Lori Market. It, it all goes in in um in stages, right? Because our generation watched Tracy McGrady and like Kobe, and and that's what we love to watch, right? And so we. Whereas maybe your generation, obviously you guys saw Michael Jordan, but before that it was Magic Johnson and a- Steve Kerr, bro. <laughs> Shout out Steve Kerr. <laughs> you know, no, no, but like somebody like me, yeah. you know, we, I wasn't under, I love Mike. I'm patterning my game. Probably not Steve, but more like Reggie Miller and stuff like that. Yeah. And like what we see is that we want to emulate 
Like we we have so much of our like our generation to generation after mine. We have so many examples of what is successful in the league, and that is Michael Jordan. That is Kobe Bryant. That's Kevin Durant. Right. That's Steph Curry. That's these these wild offensive guys to the point where like even big guys want to be want to be guards now. Right. Even like guys like Joel Embiid's game is the way it is, because obviously, yeah, he has the Olajuwon factor, but he also grew up watching like Michael Jordan. So I think that that is also kind of that's kind of at play where we're at right now in, in, the, in the game we're at right now. That's accurate. I also, you know, with with the amount of space that is afforded to players now because the floor is wide open, um, you know, it kind of forces everyone to have to be able to play make in a way that we weren't really forced to have to play make because you yeah. were running more sets. The paint was more clogged. There wasn't anywhere to really go anyway. Only the only a select few were going to be able to navigate through that. Like the spacing in your era was nasty, dog. Like watching it now, right? It's like we're in the middle. We're all inside of the three point line, and that's it. You know, there's so much. The court seems so much bigger watching games from like 01 to 08. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. just seems like we're just going to pack right here and we're going to just run action in the paint. We're not even going to think about shooting threes. It's the mid-range game. Well, I mean, when I got from, it was probably 05, 06 maybe was the year, my last year in Utah, the first time I was in Utah. And we ran Jerry's and and it was Phil, uh, Phil Johnson's offense that they had ran for years, right? It was a lot of UCLA cuts, a lot of gaggles on the weak side and everything was so tight um, in terms of its proximity to each other. So all of the passes were like little shovel passes and and everything was so tight and congested. And the people who had played for the Jazz, like Matt Harpering thrived in that. Watch old Matt Harpering clips of him just cutting and dicing through the lane and getting these little tight passes, almost like you're running like wishbone offense in, in football. And it's all congested. And then the next year... Bro, Matt Harper used to get on my nerves, bro, because he was so good. <laughs> Matt, he used to get on my nerves, dog. Yeah, Matt was, <laughs> Matt was a good teammate. Matt was my dude. Um, but then the next year, right? So you're talking about how different the game is. I mean, that happened to me overnight. So I leave Utah. I go to Phoenix. And my first day in Phoenix, it's like, hey, man, do not do not go down there. Do not get... Everything I did in Utah was roughly like free throw line extended. Or if I'm on the weak side, we're going to be in this gaggle, which is which is kind of like at the hash of the baseline and like halfway up the lane. So you're really in a clogged up point of the floor. That's where you're going to operate on the weak side when I was with the Jazz. So I get to Phoenix and they're like, yo, number one, we don't want you anywhere near free throw line extended. Get all the way into the corner. So I remember stepping into the corner like on my first couple of reps and Mike D'Antoni stopping it after like three, you know, down and backs and being like, Raj, that's not the corner. And I'd look down and I'd be like, well, what the hell do you mean? And he's like, they're like three feet between you and the corner. Get in the corner. And that's how much he wanted to maximize the space, right? And and he wanted you nowhere near the paint. You're running not for a layup. I'm yeah. running for threes. Y'all used to make teams so tired just by doing that. You know what I'm saying? Just like doing, I guess, because you brought this up and it makes me think like how much of the spacing and where we're at right now has to do with um, the European influence, right? Because you just spoke about Mike D'Antoni, who is a revolutionary guy in the way we see offense and the way we see spacing on the offensive end. But his whole game was he was in the Italian leagues, and that's and just a lot more, a lot more free flowing, especially back then, 
How much did that influence kind of influence the league and just guys that are just in those types of systems? Or was that just a natural evolution of the game as a whole? I, I think that Mike being exposed to it, you know, there were other people that were exposed to it. I think that certainly started to help us trend in that direction. But what really happened, I think, was the evolution of the European skilled big, mm. right? And so... Like Sabonis? Yeah, it opened people's it opened people's minds up to like, we don't have to anchor him to the block. Like they can operate in space. And, you know, once, once you took that big and put him out on the floor and you could play off of him because he could pass the hell out of it and he could shoot and do different things. Well, you know, that just started the dominoes falling. Cause now I need a big that can guard that. Right. And I need, you know, they're, they're just different. They're different things that happen. And so I think the coaches that, the coaches that were over there and that were that were used to seeing it, and then us starting to bring those those players over to where they could create and make plays out on the floor, and then you know that's trend now. That's where we're training. Like now we see it, and we're going to start to train our bigs to to play like that, and they can be out on the floor and make decisions and be skilled. And so now you've got a league full of super skilled people. Again, I think I think you're seeing a league that as a as a whole, the skill level is just so much higher than it's ever been. And so you, you, you see that bear itself out from, from game to game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, a, it's been really, really fun, man. Like it's been fun to see this. I think I'd be remiss to, before we get out of here, not to talk about this um, particular player who was out here balling out of his mind. Um, Anthony Davis, I got to give him a man flowers, Okay, you know, all right. I got to give him flowers all right. over the last three games. All right. He just came off of a boss performance against the Pistons, 38 points, 16 boards, four blocks, Third Eye Kai has a question, and I think we're just gonna, th- I think we're just gonna throw this out here, and let's see where this conversation goes before we get out of here. Is this sustainable without LeBron, Roger? I vote yes. I think yes. I mean, he has a lot more spacing. He can lead a team. He can obviously lead a team. The question is going to be, once LeBron comes back, how he's adjusts to this new AD, and if this if AD can be consistent. Is this sustainable without LeBron? Mind you, I've also been like. Um, I've also been listening to a lot of propaganda and group chats from Jomi. So I'm like a little bit more optimistic okay. than All right. maybe so I should be. No, we'll, we'll just, optimistic isn't the right word. You're gassed. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's okay. It's fine though. I mean, it's fine. I think that it is sustainable without LeBron, but the level that you are sustaining isn't a championship level, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, they're winning some games. He's playing great. That shit ain't winning a championship. So could he mm-hmm. could he keep it going? I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess until he gets injured, but no, I mean, I mean, that's going to happen, right? I mean, we, we don't have to debate that. Do we have to debate that still? No, no. All right. Don't. So, I mean, when Proof he was in the pudding, yeah, he's going. So, but yeah, I think his skill, look, his skill level is, is going to produce. It, it has to, I mean, you're that size, that skilled, you have those type of, you know, uh, superhuman abilities it's going to produce. Um, but I don't think it's at a championship level without LeBron. And this is the, the, goes back to the conversation that we had a couple weeks ago about when LeBron is sitting back watching, where's his, where's his head at in this? I don't have the answer. I don't know. Like, where is LeBron's head at? Is LeBron strategic about what he does when he comes back so that maybe AD can still feel as comfortable as he does right now, but they can get 
the supplementation of LeBron? I hate saying that because that's not really what it's going to be. But can they work together in a way? Is there is there a way that LeBron can figure out how this works where he can come back and do what he does at the level that he does it and AD can still do this? And, you know, that would be your hope if you were the Lakers. I don't have the answer for that. Okay, you're just not optimistic. That's fine. That was no, a no, real no. long way of you saying no, you're not optimistic. I, no, I'm not. Listen, optimistic about what? Like, what, what? What level of optimism do Laker fans please tap me in? I don't know. What what level of optim- I don't optimism? Know. I think at this point, I think that at this point, just like get into a play-in game or something like that. Oh, I mean, Maybe. I'm not ruling that out. I'm not saying that can't happen at all. I I mean, but I didn't think that's where, you know, shit, if the, if, if, if the Lakers are at that point, then I'm, you know, that's never what I, when I talk about, and I guess this is a compliment to the Lakers. Whenever I talk about the Lakers and LeBron, I talk, I talk in championship terms. I don't really mess around like eight, nine. I don't concern myself with playing games with LeBron. So if that's the case, then I don't see that as a win. That's a, that's not a win. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Speaking of winning, let's go to my, uh, to go to my ruin of the week. I've been really hard on this team throughout much of this season mm-hmm. and rightfully so because they've just disappointed me at every fucking turn the las vegas oakland la raiders baby oh, wow got a big win mm. in denver a big ugly win against russell wilson a big ugly win yeah. just a big old school afc west win it was. okay yeah. i was talking to one of my partners the other day I, I came into this season with a lot of expectations and it just didn't happen for the Raiders, right? And I get why, and we, you can go back to the old episodes to see why I'm just, I was just pissed at them. But honestly, I just got back into my bag because Raja, my team has been trash for so long that this is the this is the this is the um just the arc that I go on normal Raiders season. So coming with some expectations, hey, we're gonna be better than people think we are, right? Raiders lose their first however many games. They're clearly out of the postseason. I get upset. I probably take a, I probably just take a few weeks off because I just know that they suck, right? And then towards the end, when it starts getting a little colder during November, I start locking back in because then they play spoiler to other teams. And then I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Then I'm locked in. Mm-hmm. I guess that's just the NFL season for me. So to go into Denver, to go into Denver and win the way that they did, Raja tears down my face and overtime the way oh it's the ugly nice just november game las vegas oakland la raiders my real one of the week i can dig it i, I have two then since you went football i was, I was gonna go basketball but I'll, I'll do that last on football i'm gonna go with the start i'm gonna go with the dallas cowboys mm. go with the dallas cowboys and dak prescott i mean i heard i heard you all out there last week Talking about, you know, mm. is Dak going to be the biggest problem with the team and they're not going to be able to win? They, yeah, they lost in in Lambeau to, to Aaron Rodgers and and crew, but they came back and, and popped Minnesota. I, I think Minnesota's fool's gold, but I did like the way they responded. So I'm going to give Dallas, and they about to get Odell Beckham Jr. So I'm about to give the Dallas Cowboys mm. yeah, real ones of the week. Wait, 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 wait. Real question real quick before we get to your second round of the week. So you're from Florida, obviously. Yes. Right. The Cowboys propaganda is strong everywhere, yes. including where I'm at. I know it's particularly strong in Florida as well, no matter what team or teams are there. Do you succumb to the Cowboys no. propaganda every no. once in a while? I'm not a Cowboy okay. fan. Uh-uh. Okay. No. But I I I I kind of like Dak and I I I actually do like the Cowboys. I'm not a Cowboy fan though, if that makes sense. Like I I like the team that they got. I might. You like the spectacle though. You do you respect the spectacle? No, I'm here. I'm here for all of that. I'm here for the good, bad, and the ugly. Okay. Um, shout out to my boy Tua. Like straight up, he should have been re- real one of the week, even though they didn't play this week. Put put some respect on my dog's name. Okay, Tua is out here. 
Tua is out here in, in the MVP, legitimate MVP discussions. Mm, right? Let's go. So sorry, that's going to be three real ones because my real, real one of the week is my young like nephew, uh, Jordan Durkak, who came out of Colonia High School two okay. years ago, got caught up in the COVID recruiting thing, had to go to prep school at Spire. A lot of programs slept on young Jordan. He's at Merrimack now, Division One up in Massachusetts. Um, came out, dropped 18 and 9 on St. John's his first game. Um, I think he's there. He's averaging like 11 or 12 a game as a freshman, like eight boards. He's a 6'5 guard. His dad played with me mm. in college. Like, shout out to Jordan Durkak for being out here in these streets, like representing FIU and, and his and his pops. There you go. There you go. Let's go, man. Hey, man, this is a good little, little pre-Thanksgiving. Uh, real ones, man. Everybody, we love y'all. Ha- make sure y'all have a great Thanksgiving. If you want to know where I'm going to be at, I'm on a flight to Florida because I'm going to my Auntie Denise Bell's house. That's yes. where I'm going. I'm about to get some food. Let's do I'm, it. To, I'm, on a, I'm on a flight to Florida. Hey, pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie, bro? Don't just only, only, only right answers accepted. I love, I love me some sweet potato pie. Okay, I'm not gonna hold you, but I, but I'm not mad at pumpkin pie. But I'm like, not mad I, either. But you're right. Here's the thing, though. I love both. I'm sorry if you get put both in my if you put both in my face, I'm gonna eat. It. You're gonna take a slice of both. Okay, that's fair. Because uh, I do not dislike pumpkin pie. But my preference is sweet potato pie. Correct. But it's the only right answer. You, I mean, it's, listen, listen, listen. It's the only, it's the only right I'll answer. Fuck up either one. It's all good. Good, it's good, good for you. All right, man. Make sure y'all lock in on the, on the sweet potato and the pumpkin pie, man. And make sure y'all save some leftovers for me and Rara. We will see you guys on Monday. Y'all have a great week. Have a great weekend. We'll holla back. Peace. <laughs>